The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand. We got our exciting part two of our chat GPT discussion today. Three exciting guests with us to continue the discussion from the last one on kind of the what is and how to use chat GPT. And today we're going to get a little more into the strategic and tactical ways to use this at an office level for all of you advisors out there. And our guest lineup today, thank you, Erica Rivera from C2P for joining us again, coming back for round two. We also have Lisa Sinead from CLP Financial and Liz Tatis from FSC Wealth Advisors. So thank you all three of us for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks. We'll jump right into things. And as I mentioned, we, we had the podcast that we recorded last week that just what is Chad GPT and at a high level, how to use this. And today we'll get into more of the specifics, but uh, we'll go around Robin here and talk about how did you first come across Chad GPT and what motivated you to start using it either in your personal or professional endeavors? I know a lot want to use this on the professional side and they're tuning in today, but I'm pretty sure everyone, like myself, have the personal side they want to use as well. And I think it'd be great to share both of those. But Lisa, I know you're a power user over there. Can we start with you? I learned about it on TikTok, which is oh. so funny. Yeah, there's a couple of people that I follow, finance people or Excel spreadsheet people. And someone was talking about ChatGPT. So you know how if you like a video, you start getting more of that. So I just started using it. And then I found out my son's been using it for a while. So yeah, it's through TikTok. <laughs> That's great. So when you first started using it, was it more on the personal side then before you started getting into it? Um, no, I right away, I saw the implications that I could have at work because having putting ideas down, I'm, I work better with someone else. I work better bouncing off ideas with someone else. And ChatGPT is that other person. I can tell it, this is what I'm trying to say. And it comes out with this perfectly written verbiage. And then I can tell it, no, I want it more, I want it more simple, or I want it more professional. Or it's as I've been using it, I've learned how it learned so that I can tell it exactly what I want. It's I used to <laughs> When I had an, another job, I used to say, my boss wants me to get a rock. I don't know what size rock it is. So because of that, I realized that you have to tell ChatGPT exactly what you want, or it's just going to give you a rock. It's not going to know that you wanted a rounded rock, or you want a beige rock, or you want a two-inch diameter rock. If you tell it exactly what you want, you don't have to go through all the iterations that ChatGPT does for you. You can get it done in two or three passes, as opposed to 10 passes when I was first learning. But yeah. So the more instructions you tell it, the better your outcome. It's another employee on your team, but with a much expedited training process. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. It's like with any employee, you can't say, Hey, go into my CRM 
and get me the names of all the people who are 50. You have to actually go and tell the employee, this is how you do it. Now you can do it. Same with ChatGPT. As the more specific you are, the better. If you know what you want, if you don't know what you want, I've gone into ChatGPT to say, I'm a financial advisor. This is what I'm trying to do. What do you need from me in order for you to write what I want? And then it gives me a whole list of who's your target audience? What's the pain point? What's this? And I answered the questions and that's how we got our brochure. Our new brochure is, it just saves so much time. And, and I know this is about chat GPT, but I used to use copy AI. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Copy AI is another program that's good. So I got my feet wet in in there. So I knew the capabilities before I even found out about chat GPT. It's like saying Kleenex and puffs. Everyone knows Kleenex. Yeah. Not many people use puffs. Chat GPT is the Kleenex of the world. No, that is a good point to make is that it, a lot, I think everyone says chat GPT and it's become like the brand, but that's not, that's just the most popular AI when we're working with this. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you. Liz, how about you? How did you first come about with ChatGPT or any other AI software? So like anyone, when it first came out, I think we all heard about it, read about it on Twitter, everything. So I just naturally got curious and I made an account and I first used it. I scrolled back and looked at my first conversation and it happened to be, I was sending out uh, like a birthday birthday gift to one of my friends, like on through an online platform. And I wanted to come up with an eloquent nice, nicely worded message. And I'm just was completely blanking. So I went on chat GPT. I was like, all right, this is the first time I'm going to use it. I, I didn't really give it a prompt. I was just like writing a message for a 32 year old turning in a friendly way. This is a close friend. So it came up with something. So that was my first kind of, I guess I dipped my toes in the waters with chat GPT there. And shortly afterwards, I was like, all right, that was easy. What else can this kind of do? And at that point, I was not that we were struggling with social media, but it just social media can just be very time consuming for something that mm. now we just we have a presence. I, I it's something that I, we don't want to dedicate or a lot of my time to doing. And I ended up spending half my day trying to create content and tweets and everything. And I was like, look, like there has to be a better way to do this. I can't just this is only a portion of my job and I'm spending a lot of time on it. I started playing around with it. And Lisa said with with TikTok, I learned a lot on TikTok, just going through it and seeing what problems people were using, how they were using it, and just catering it to what I needed from Chappie GPT and using it. Now I know our next series is going to have to be on TikTok. So <laughs> I don't know that I'll be the person qualified to run that one, but. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I use it, you know, it's like my second search engine <laughs> rather than Google sometimes. I feel like that's the way, yeah, I've been the way of the world going there now, using those two in conjunction with each other. But the way you're using it with your socials, probably music to Erica's ears, because that's how Erica's using it every day. But Erica, I don't think we touched on this last week. How did you end up originally coming across it? We actually did talk about it on the last podcast. For anybody listening, you should tune into the original ChatGPT podcast. But when, the way we found ChatGPT was in our personal lives. My my husband needed some more ideas for story time for my son, and he stumbled upon ChatGPT from actually YouTube. So he saw that people were using it on YouTube because he's a real estate agent and how they were using it for using like housing listings and things like that. So he started using it for bedtime stories for my son. And then it spiraled from there. And I was like, this is such a powerful tool. How can I use this for the storytelling that we do 
in our work workspace because me being the social media person for C2P, I have to constantly create a story, but a short story and something that's captivating with a good call to action for someone to book a call with us or register for a webinar and then things like that. Nice. So I guess we'll work back, Liz, to you. So prior to using the AI or chat GPT in general, were there any tools that you used for similar tasks that you've replaced with this? Or is this just a new addition to the toolbox? I think I pretty much replaced it with chat GPT. I was using like, like Google Trends or Google Keyword Search. To at least I would use them just for idea generation is what I generally use those tools for seeing what people in our area was were Googling, what what content I can make to get people, like you said, to click on to our website or one of our ads or anything like that. So that was what I was using, but it was broad. And when I got introduced to ChatGPT, it's still a, it's still pretty broad, but you were able to get way more specific with any questions with, within the, our target market. And the more like you train it, just the more specific it can get. So I pretty much, yeah, I just now use that as my kind of content idea generator. Your all-encompassing tool. Yeah. How about you, Lisa? What other tools have you used previously? Like I said before, the copy AI, just for copy, copy generation. Before that, we actually had a marketing team that we had hired. We had them for a year and they the they were the ones posting on Facebook and Instagram for us. And I didn't have the time to do that. So they finally told us that, hey, we get our clients through referrals. So the social media wasn't giving them, giving us a return for on investment ROI. So they were so sweet. They're like, you know what? We'll keep taking your money, but we're not seeing the ROI that you expect from a marketing company. And we're like, this is, so we've referred them to a lot of people because they're honest. Yeah. And we really didn't have a marketing, nothing, anything until I stumbled upon this. And now when Leonard comes to me and says, hey, we need this, I don't cringe thinking like what Liz was saying that, oh my gosh, I'm going to spend all day trying to figure this out. Now I put in sometimes verbatim what he says we need. And I said, okay, let's start from here. What is it you're looking for? And a lot of times, like I said, after a few iterations, it's what we wanted. We thank you letters to clients. We use BombBomb for Wednesday Wisdoms. So verbiage for that, we send out weekly emails. My admin does that now. I've tasked that to her, but she now uses it. I showed it to her and she's, oh my gosh, this is so much fun and easier to find verbiage. It's not perfect, but it saves so much time. Something you're going to come up with three paragraphs and it's going to take you several hours where could it run it through chat GPT and you're, you, you can be done in 15, 20 minutes. With, yeah, with something that looks professional, which is so nice. Yeah, it puts you in more like an edit and refine mode versus having yes. to start from scratch. You had mentioned before we, we jumped on the podcast today, other ways you were using it. I wanted to ask about, for each of you, a tangible project that you've worked on with it or how you've incorporated your workflow. Lisa, you had mentioned the brochure you worked on. Could you walk through how you incorporated that into your process? Yes. So we had a brochure. It was just too wordy. And one of the things that we did is I just cut and paste our brochure into ChatGPT. And I said, please simplify this. Give me bullet points. 
And that's what it did. It simplifies it, gives me the bullet point. You have to tweak it because people were visual. We read usually what left when we look at bullet points first, we look at pictures. I even asked it based on this information I've just given you what pictures would look good. And it even gave me a few, okay, because you're talking about safety, a picture with a family hugging and I'm looking, I'm reading this. I'm like, yeah, that evokes safety and reliability. And I, there's so much, I don't know about it. There's so much it can do that. I haven't stumbled on it yet, that it's amazing. I know when Erica and Liz and I were on before on the coffee break, I don't remember what it was Liz said, but I know I stole it and I use it. And Erica was saying something too. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It can do that. So We'll always, the way ChatGPT keeps learning, you'll always start learning. Oh, oh, we used it for our biographies for our new website. Oh, that's right. I threw in the biographies we had. And it's like, usually bios are boring, but it made it exciting. And I'm thinking, because I'm from the Virgin Islands. And so ChatGPT said from the, something like the beautiful island of St. Croix. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. It is a beautiful island. As opposed to I'm saying, oh, I'm from St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. It evoked, uh, it just, it gives it color. ChatGPT gave our bios color and it just, I really liked it. When Kalia, she's our part-time advisor, I put it through ChatGPT and she's like, wow, it makes me sound so good. I'm like, yeah, it didn't change the meat of the information, but ChatGPT packaged it. And I said, this is for a bio on our new website. So I, they knew, so it started with meet Lisa Shanae and I'm like, oh, I would have never thought of saying meet Lisa Shanae on the video. It adapted to the thing, it it just paints a more complete picture. Yes. So I would recommend for first timers, cut and paste what you already have into chat GPT and ask it to tweak it. Say, Hey, I want a friendly tone or I want a more professional tone or bullet point for me. So you can start seeing what it is that you need, you know, that. Right. Liz, how about you? Do you have a specific project task or workflow that you've incorporated into on your end? Yeah. So I'll talk about, I guess, the most recent project we've been working on. We are, so we're currently working on different lead generations and we have a lead magnet that we want to put out and have it hosted on our website, as well as pushing it through some paid social on, on Facebook and Instagram. And so we, we had the lead man, magnet and we just had to do it from start to finish as far as how to market it. So uh, I put in like the PDF or like, the worded document of our lead magnet into ChatGPT with a prompt saying you're our social media manager for a wealth management company, gave it the metrics of who we are as a company, gave it the, the guide that we have and had to analyze it and create or generate a landing page because I had to create a landing page for our, our lead magnet. So I had it not create the landing page, but as, but create some copy for it. So I was able to use it and tweak it into our landing page and then come up with a follow-up email sequence that we will nurture any leads that come through after downloading the guide. So I had it come up with um, an email sequence for me. And that took a little bit of finessing just because sometimes it comes off as super salesy. So like we were talking about before, it gives you like a framework and then you got to 
go into it and reword it into something that sounds more conversational, or you can tell it to be more conversational, but you also want the, the people who like downloaded or getting those emails they want to make sure they, it sounds like it's a person, not a robot. So we're working on editing those, that email sequence. And then I also used it for, cause I told you we we're going to do push it through some paid social yeah. uh, and we're going, so I used it for ad copy for Facebook generating like three different ad copies and we're going to do some testing with with different images and everything so from basically from besides the guide wasn't made on chat gpt but everything following that has pretty much been run through it and at least with the ideas and giving me giving us a framework to work off of yeah exactly nothing else that's giving you ideas that you can go and Tweak. And if you don't like it, that's a nice thing. You can always put it back in and ask for a different one. Exactly. Liz, I love that you personify ChatGPT when you say you're a marketing manager and this is yes. what you have to do. Because when you put that information into ChatGPT, you feel a little bit silly at first, but this is how you learn how to use the actual feature. And then when it spits back out, it's so informational, personalized, and it sounds like a real person with a little bit of a robot tone. And that's where you come in. And then you can edit it and it just puts you three steps ahead so you don't have to start from the beginning. That's why it's such an amazing tool. And that's why I personally love it so much. And I can see that you two love it as well. And, and the best part, it's free. You don't have to buy yeah. the paid version. Exactly. That's, and Erica, I know we touched on this a little last time. I think it'd be helpful to share how you've incorporated specifically in your task, especially on the social and paid advertising side. So for social media, I like to start with a very broad idea of what I'm going to go with. So when I use social media, I tend to say, oh, we're going to have this event on this day. This is what it's going to talk about. Give me some ideas. And then it will say, attention, advisors, come to this webinar on this day for this thing. And it'll just give you all of this stuff, like a word salad, like I mentioned in the last podcast. And I don't appreciate that working on the social media side because we want something that is quick, succinct, easy to digest, and someone that's going to click on our links. So from there, I funnel it down and I try to fine tune what the idea is to get the proper message across. Now, on the other side of things, when I use paid advertising, I go in a reverse funnel. So I start with a very tiny idea, something very specific that I say, okay, I am going to, I want to cater to, let's say a 60 year old person who is needs to go to the tax planning journey to release their tax burden for, let's say, their required minimum distributions. And I'll start with that. And that will expand those ideas for me where I can get all of my headlines, all of my descriptions, because with doing paid advertising, it's completely different than social media because you have to put so much information in for each platform like Facebook or like Google to create multiple ads for you. When you create one ad, you're really creating like 15 to 20 ads because it'll put different combinations in for you. Liz, I'll swing it back to you. With all the new ways we're incorporating this into the process and the other projects and really, I guess, treating it as a new team member, how do you see the role of ChatGPT evolving in your work over the next few years? I think as I use it more, I'm going to try to structure it, to have a more structured place in uh, in my work. So I know when, say we do hire someone else, this is appropriate time to use it because there's always, especially in this field, you can't, it's not the end all be all. You can't put all the confidence 
in this tool because it might spit you back some bad information. So I think just systematically thinking about, all right, when we're making our content um, calendar, like this is the prompt that we're going to use. So making it just more systematic in my day-to-day work, I think is like the next evolution And yeah, just expanding on any marketing efforts that we're trying to do, just incorporating it. And like you said, it's basically like our marketing coordinator, which is nice. We have a free employee (laughs) and and our firm that we can, that basically starts us off, gets us good ideas and works for free. (laughs) That's the best price tag. (laughs) Lisa, how about you? We use it like a third person in the room. So for example, we're working with another company to build our website. So as Kali and I were building it, putting what we needed to every once in a while, because I have chat GPT pulled up on my other screen just to refresh my memory. But I realized that every once in a while we had this sentence that as marketers, when you hear it, if you hear this sentence, you yeah, that's the sentence. But sometimes getting to that sentence can take a while. And so we would put individual sentences And ChatGPT has a little button that says regenerate. So it'll say what you want it to say, but in a different way. And then I, then we would say, okay, regenerate, but add this, add that we sell life insurance or something like that. So you can add to ChatGPT as it goes through the different levels of what you want. But I know Kalia and I, we were both trying to think of something. We put it in and I read it. She's oh my gosh, yes, that's it. So we're able to plug that sentence and just cut and paste it right into where we want it to. And going off what Liz said, chat GPT is not all knowing. Computers, I used to be a programmer in my early days and garbage in, garbage out. So if it's talking to you about percentages or laws or tax rules, don't take it on faith. I don't use it for any of that. I don't ask it for calculations beyond adding and subtracting because I don't know how good it is. And if I have to check GPT's percentages, I might as well do it myself. Why am I wasting time till asking it for percentages? So just make sure you vet what comes out of there. And that's why I use it. We use it here mainly for conversation, idea starters. We don't use it for concrete statistical information and also don't put anything on chat GPT that you wouldn't want the world to know because it does say when you sign up that we will use whatever it is you know that you put in there so if you want your company name on there fine if not you can just say ABC company and then change it later on it depends on how how much information you want out there yeah, I'm glad you brought that, Lisa, because that's one area I've found, and I know I, I've heard just from reading about industry publications in general of the statistics that it pulls because it's pulling from various sources over the internet. That is one area where it's probably the most flawed right now, which is why it's good to to have those that checks and balances anyway that they'll probably work on improving. But it does also bring up that good point of the compliance side of. It isn't the replacement for that side, even when you're pulling something, whether it's statistics or just your end product in general, to make sure that anyone listening is going back through your respective compliance teams or departments before you're launching or using this externally and even internally in some cases. 
No, that, that's a great point to bring up. And I think the other thing our compliance has made us aware of for C2P and JL Smith is that not adding any client data in there, because once you put something in, it can make that available to anyone. And so just from the compliance standpoint, it's the, let's just make sure everybody's aware to keep the private stuff private. <laughs> so Lisa, I'll come back to you final rounds through here. I know you've shared a few of these already, which has been fantastic. So hopefully everybody listening has been taking notes the whole time. But for someone that is just starting out with chat GPT or open AI or whatever they're using, what tips or best practices would you recommend to maximize its full benefits? You won't know the maximize of the full benefits until you start playing with it. And you need to sign up. Liz said the first thing she did was sign up. I did that too, but I didn't, I skipped that step. I forgot to say it out loud, but sign up and cut and paste something you already have at work and put it in there. Make sure there's no, like something from your brochure or even your website, cut and paste the, our story, our mission or whatever, and ask ChatGPT to regenerate it, to make it better or say, what do you need to make it better? Using prompts, personalizing it. It's funny when I think ChatGPT, I'm like, but it ends up feeling like you're talking to another person. I'm, I'll say, thanks, that's great, but can you add this? It's just, you have to use it. You have to spend a good hour the first time just playing with it. And I assure you, the more you play with it, the more you're going to rely. It's usually open. If I have to write, we had to fire our guy who runs our website because we we're going with another one. And I was happy with him. And I put it in chat GPT, please fire ABC company as of September 1st. Make sure that you let him know that we're happy with his services. We're just going in another direction, blah, blah, blah. We'd be happy to be a great referral. It came up with a letter and I'm like, oh, I tweaked a couple of things and I just cut and paste and I sent it off to him. It's just, it's, oh, it's so good. I'm sorry. It's just, I love it. And I know I'm, even though, I use it a lot in terms of what I know about it. If we're here to hear, I'm still here because there, I don't use it. I know Erica was talking about how she uses it for not just the bullet points and lists, but you generate like graphs or information. I remember you were saying something. I'm like, Ooh, I'm not there yet, but I aspire to be, but use it for everything. Anytime you cannot think of, oh, I'm trying to say this. Tell ChatGPT, I'm a financial advisor and I'm trying to let my clients know that I would love to have the referrals. This is the, the what do you need from me in order to write a good email? And then ChatGPT will say, what age group are you trying to look for? What pain point? What It'll ask you what it is. And then you reply, here it is. Is there anything else you need? It's Try to think of you, you're not talking to a robot, you're talking to a person and it makes it just that much easier that it's a back and forth conversation you're having with ChatGPT to get the end result you want. And the better at it you get, the shorter those conversations, the shorter those back and forth get. Yeah, you're learning with it just as much as it's learning from you to be more efficient, effectively. How about you, Liz? What tips or best practices do you have for anyone getting started? Oh, like Lisa said, just sign up and just try it out. The biggest thing, and I think it, that was the, when we were talking at Coffee Break, the at the end, I said, just 
honestly use it for a personal problem or something that you're dealing with right now, because I think that will make it easier for you and you won't be as nervous because I think anyone in this field, you get nervous of what you're going to put into it. You don't know what's coming out of it. So disassociate it from like your work and just use it for personal at first. So, you know, it's capabilities. Like I know when I was first testing it out, I was having trouble uh, coming up with workouts for my workout plan. So I just gave it like, Hey, come out workout plan for a five-day workout plan with the goal of this. And I saw it laid out a little bit of it. And then it was like, all right, let's delve a little bit deeper. And it was able to give me more information, the more information I was giving it. So I saw how it was learning from something that I use in my personal life. So for me, that just made it a lot easier. Any adversities that I think I I had of it and its capabilities, I was like, oh, wait, this is a great tool that not only can I use my personal life, but now I can implement it and use it at work. So I would say just finding something in your personal life that you need help with, I think will make it easier to use it in your work life, your in your work later. But any barriers that you have about it will deteriorate or fall the more you use it, for sure. Thank you. And it's funny because even now I'm using it more and more. I still get fascinated when I hear stories of how everyone else is using it, like with your workout routines. And we have a coworker at C2P that used it to put together a whole travel itinerary for a trip. And I'm like, God, I would... Like, I don't even think to use it like this, but every time you hear how somebody else is using it, it gets those ideas going over. Maybe I should try it for this. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Erica, I know you shared a tip last week, but any anything else you want to add to today's conversation of tips and best practices? I definitely want to emphasize again that practice makes permanent. So whatever habits you do form with ChatGPT, try to remember that if you create that habit, the AI will remember that. And it will keep feeding you the same thing. I noticed that, and I didn't mention this on the last podcast, but most recently I've been in like a cycle when I create social media saying, okay, create this social media post about like this morning, I made a post about our, one of our specialists, Andre at White Glove, and it made this very long winded paragraph about what he's doing and what he's saying at the conference and things like that. And I said, just make this shorter. And then I made it shorter and I was like, okay, this is good. Let's get it out there. And I was like, wait. Let's think a little bit more of how we can like deconstruct it and look at it under like a microscopic lens and see what he's going to be doing there, what he does for CTP, what is our dual, what is our end game here? And our end game for that post was to have someone book a 20 minute call with Andre specifically. So we want to emphasize in that post about how how well he works with others, how how much knowledge he has with the bucket plan, things of that nature. And then speaking all to that and then having it trickle down to our CTA where it says, book a call with Andre today instead of just saying, book a call with C2P today. So I definitely want to say, again, practice makes permanent. So if you're in that cycle of when ChatGPT puts something out to you and you just say, make it shorter, then you put it out on your social media, try to break that habit. Try to say, create five social media posts for this one topic, see what it says, and then you can go in different directions from there. We all t- we have all talked about it in this podcast, how time-consuming social media can be, but we still want to make it shorter, cut corners, but we don't want to cut corners so much that we put, put out the same things that aren't that great, and then we lose our quality there. So do still take the time. I think it's such a powerful tool that does save us that time and energy, but still put that good effort into it as well. Great. Thank you very much. And that's thanks to all three of you, to Lisa, to Liz, to Erica, 
for joining us today and sharing all this information. Everyone listening out there, hopefully you have quite a few items to, to take back and get started. If you're already getting into there, a few tips of ways to evolve with how you're using it. If you're not using it yet, some of these takeaways of just don't be afraid. You got Everyone's got to start somewhere with any process that you're starting. You got to start somewhere. And so hopefully this gets you over that fear of getting started and that next time you tune in or that we chat, you're on your journey there. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you on the next one. The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax or legal advice.